Welcome to From Heartache to Healing and Hope with your host, Bernadette Winters-Bell, LMSW. This podcast explores the many layers of life through the lens of loss and grief, often with special guests who share their perspectives on this universal yet unique process. These explorations can offer you, the listener, avenues to encourage you to have these conversations with yourself, your family, your community, your world. Welcome, I'm Bernadette Wintersbell, your host here on the podcast From Heartache to Healing and Hope. And on this series, same storm, different poets, wait till you hear this interview, Gabby Seville Stewart. She's from across the pond over in London, England. She's a young adult woman in the events arena and very technical knowledge about lighting and events. And she started designing prints, creatures of emotions that deal with such difficult emotions that at one time or another we've all felt. I really invite you to come and hear her and see her beautiful creations here on From Heartache to Healing and Hope. Bernadette Winterspell, welcoming you aboard. Welcome, and I'm Bernadette Winters-Bell, your host here for the podcast, From Heartache to Healing and Hope. And in this series, same storm, different boats, I'd love to welcome my special guest from across the pond, as they say, <laughs> Gabby Suvel Stewart. Welcome, Gabby. Hi, Bernadette. Hi, thank you for having me. <laughs> my pleasure, my pleasure. So, um, I like to start with you introducing yourself to my audience because you know you better than why almost anyone. <laughs> uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, and so my name's uh, Gabby. I'm in London currently. Um, and yeah, I've uh, started uh, last year at the tail end of last year creating um, illustrations uh, out of sort of a bit of a turbulent time in my life. And um, yeah, it was just, it's been really lovely to sort of have them there and give me something to do as well because the uh, pandemic has meant I've been furloughed for uh, most of last year so I haven't had anything to do so um, that sort of helped and and yeah. Wonderful well you know I learned that after World War One which we were both not here for <laughs> um, people would ask one another how was your war because of course sources of communication were much different than today and that's how people knew how to relate to what the others experienced. So I say to you, how has your pandemic been? Uh, ups and downs, I would say, ups and downs. You know, I think, um, you know, ver versus in America, in the UK, we've um, had furlough, which has been incredible. You know, I've been still on about 80% of my pay, oh. just not working, while that's also got its flip side in the you go from working all the time and I work in events so I work some crazy hours sometimes to having hours and hours and not being able to fill them so part of that has been good you know but part of it has also been bad and boring especially in winter you know when it gets dark absolutely so, yeah I'd say up so and down what, what were you doing in events that's so interesting yeah, so I'm a production manager so we sort of run events so start to finish talk to the clients see what they want um, you know, I, I'm more of a technical production manager as well. So I'd sort of spec all the kit you need. So, uh, yeah, like lights, 
sound, audio, AV, all that kind of, um, all that equipment, and then go on site, put it in, make sure it's working and the client's happy, run the event and take it all out again. <laughs> so what I was saying to you to, right before we started, what Beatrice, my beloved producer does, I was preaching to the choir. I didn't need to tell you anything. This is your, also your game too. Good. So two people here know about all about yeah. it. <laughs> I, I appreciate it immensely. I just am not knowledgeable about it. And how long had you been doing that? Um, so it was a fairly, this specific role was a fairly new job. So I started in September, 2019. So I only got a six, about six months in, but previous to that, I was a lighting designer um for events as well so it's specific just to lighting mm. um, and I did that for about three years before so I only had about six months of my new role before <laughs> regrettably I don't think I've ever met anyone before this that was in that particular venue had that always been an interest of yours or did you know someone in it or um I no not specifically I went to university to do theater studies uh because you know I really like drama I liked acting I liked it all Kind of knew I probably wouldn't be an actor though it was never my uh my dream but uh there I discovered lighting and I was like oh I really love this this is so cool you know all the things you can do with it and I really like the technical aspect and I really like the sort of rigging all the lights I did a manager placement for a really good company when I was at university got out got out of university um became a warehouse manager at a uh, production company in London and then in that company, I said, oh, actually, I've been here a few years now. I think I've done quite well. Can I please move to this department and um, do lighting? And they said, yeah. So then I got to design lighting and yeah, and then moved on to production management. And what was the most surprising part of doing all the lighting that you so enjoyed? Oh, that's a really good question. What was the surprising part? Ooh, um, oh, God, I just think sometimes things would just go wrong or they wouldn't look right and you didn't you were like oh I really thought this was gonna look better than it does oh good <laughs> so sometimes that was the most surprising part is you had this great idea and you know you put it all out and you went to the venue and often we had really quick install times you know an hour or so and then you're like right. oh, well just gotta work with it now I think yes. um the plan same grade plan C, plan D when the first one doesn't work, right? Exactly. Right. Um, with lighting, the saving grace usually is clients don't necessarily know if an element is missing unless it's really obvious because people don't always know what lighting's meant to look like. So that was a small saving grace. I mean, it's obviously you want to do your best, but sometimes. Right. Because those of us that have uh, enjoyed the skills of someone as yourself, if we look at something, we say, okay, I like that. We might not even know why we like it. Now, I don't know that it's necessary. You know, if you're doing your job, right. <laughs> oh, wow, that's terrific. So before you said um, you had worked through what, halfway through last year? Yeah, so I, we, so I started September, 2019 and we mm -hmm. were told to work from home on my birthday on the 17th of March last year. And, um, and then after that, you know, all our work from home ended up being us furloughed from April. So I was only there about six months before. Wow. So when you're furloughed in that company or your country, you still get wages, it sounds yeah, like? Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah, so you still get wages. Um, so it was 80% of your wages, um, but they capped it at 
um, a certain amount, you know, okay. if you earn a certain amount, they would give you 80% on that amount, the government essentially. And then your work could choose to top it up for you if they wanted. So I was very lucky in that my work chose to top up our salary for the first few wow. months. So it sounds better than unemployment in this country. Wait a minute. Book me a flight to England. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would we're very lucky here actually we've been very lucky that we've yeah I've you know not all companies have managed to survive the storm thankfully mine have because they've been able to move on to a lot of online stuff mm-hmm. um but because we're still going just about you know I think the company was in a good place when we started so I've been very lucky that I still have my job in events when there haven't been events for almost a year. Right. Um, it's one of the areas that kind of the bottom fell out of the arts, events, mm-hmm. sure, you know, all those kinds of things. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. So you found yourself at home mm-hmm. uh, and with a lot of time on your hands. And so tell us about what you chose to do with that, with that time and why. Yeah. So, um, This, I guess it was a lot later in the year, it was about September, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, So that I started sort of getting into the drawing side of things. Um, So uh, it's a sort of classic kind of, I was seeing someone for a bit and I had a really good feeling about this guy and my sort of love life the last year hadn't exactly been amazing because there was a global pandemic on. But um, so I'd been seeing this guy for a few weeks and I was like, ooh. I feel like this this feels this is all this is this is good you know this is I've got a really good feeling about this and um it was a very sudden ending of things from his end um very sudden you know just one day fine the next day no and I was like oh you know okay so I was I was yeah I was I was pretty sad um and I just think also you know I'm, I'm very much of the opinion even if you don't feel like consciously, um, like last year, maybe affected you. I think deep down it has, you know, it's affected everyone. So even if you're not sat there literally feeling anxiety or feeling overwhelmed, I think it's all there in an undercurrent. And I think that coupled with, you know, I just, a few other things in the year, I think I just had one thing that just sort of pushed me over the edge into just sadness and it just all the feelings just came <laughs> and it and, does get overwhelming and it, it can feel like a burden like boulders mm. on you especially mm. I know people feel it in their heart um in the cardiac and respiratory systems you know in my field in life loss and grief therapy people often come in who are in hunchbacks right because <laughs> everything is right here and you're right when you start to think of um starting a new job and having it only a couple of months and a pandemic and the relationship snafus and having to fill your time. And those are only the four things we've talked about in just a few minutes. So mm-hmm. all the other things, uh, worry about um, a grandparent or a parent during this time or how the world or our countries are reacting to it. You know, it could be any number of things, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think also it's the, um the uncertainty is that you just don't know you there's no there's no point to get to because we just don't know when it's going to be normal again and so I think that also my cat got very sick which oh, he's fine now he's all healed but <laughs> uh, it cost me a lot of money the bugger <laughs> but um so anyway so yeah so I'd started uh drawing um 
these animals you know I think one of the first ones I did was the shrimp of sadness because uh that was my overarching was just I was sad I was so sad all of the time and I drew some others like the snake of regret and I think uh the marsupial of madness because I felt like I was going a little bit you know I mean I don't think it's crazy it's not the right word because it's not I don't you know but you know just a bit you know, all over the place. And you know what, that's a real place that mm. people often speak to me about when we're uh, responding to trauma, um, the profound losses. Um, and I talk about this a lot, um, our go-to coping skill. So just for argument's sake, we'll say your way is to keep busy. I'm just guessing here. Um, and when our go-to coping skill gets up and leaves, it's, it's another loss, mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. like it's abandoned us. And so what we're used to doing to stay balanced, sane, if you will, now it feels like we're losing our mind. People say this to, yes, yeah. And so you kind of know you're not really, but maybe I am, you know? Right, yeah. yeah. No, I absolutely agree. Because I think also the reason why part of the reason why this hit me so hard this time was also usually I've got a life to be getting on with you know I have to go to work and I've usually have plans at the weekend or but this time it was just sitting with nothing <laughs> to do um but yeah so I started drawing and then um you know I showed them to a few of my friends and they, you know they said um oh yeah there we go. yeah that's my there we go. you can see some of them there um so I showed them to some of my friends just and these were just ones I'd drawn by hand and they were like oh yeah these are really cool I really like them you know my friend my friend was very supportive she's like it's great because then you'll have all these things to look back on and once you're through it you can see the emotions you've got through and you sort of managed and then another friend sort of said to me well why don't you do them digitally you know why don't you upload them and edit them and you do do it online and I was I said oh I didn't even thought you know it hadn't occurred to me that um I could oh yeah the lizard and only us this one took me a long time I love the names I gotta tell you I love the names thank you you didn't start out as a business you started out as a way to express your emotions and I'm guessing that you were um an artist prior you didn't just learn to draw for this well, no. So I, I drew, drew drew on and off throughout the years, and I like being creative. And um, oh gosh, apologies. <laughs> I like being creative, and um, you know, I like building stuff and making things as well. You know, I've made my own lights. The desk we're using now, right now, I built myself out of pallets. You know, I like creating and doing stitching. So yes, yeah, so this was the first time that I'd sort of drawn like this. I had a a. a I guess a vision or like a something to stick to a series you know right Um, wow so um after you were drawing them and showing them to people then you went digital was that the process yeah yeah so I've sort of I've uh uh yeah so I've um yeah first they were all just drawn by hand in a sketchbook and uh, now I, so I I do draw some by hand um, and then sort of, but simply like an outline and scan them in or others, I will just draw, you know, um, yeah, on, on uh, I use a free software called Inkscape. Um, so yeah. Where do the colors come from? I mean, is it is it colored pencils, pen, digital? No, so that's digital. So the first, first ones, um, 
I'd 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 uh, drawn. It was all just line drawings. Yes. Um, and I'd done I'd done them in coloured um, yeah coloured pens, mm -hmm. uh, but now I do them. <laughs> this one was specific for one of my friends for her birthday, so they're not all um, sort of. I don't like to use the word like negative or positive because I think right. It's not but it's still because we're, I love this one, the sloth of self-esteem. Yeah. And the first thing I thought of was how slowly so many of us come to having good self-esteem. Yeah, I think it's perfect. It was uh, specifically drawn for one of my friends for her birthday because a sloth is her favorite animal. So. Oh. <laughs> and I thought, you know, I've got a few sort of positive ones as well. And, and you know, I think I wanted to um, keep the, uh, yeah, sort of the animals that, um, I've used for sort of the confusion or the regrets or whatever. I wanted to use ones that aren't necessarily nice, you know, so mm -hmm. it sort of goes, almost goes along with the feeling, but then use bright colors as sort of juxtaposition to that or an antithesis to sort of the negativity. But like, yeah, the ant of anxiety. Oh, that's great. So the ant of anxiety, which doesn't conjure up happy feelings, but you're right, you did a beautiful bright color and it becomes then acceptable to the eyes, then the heart, the spirit. And the other piece there is that when we're uncomfortable, as most people are, with anxiety, anger, you know, mm -hmm. sitting with it, this to me says you can do it. It's allowed, in other words, you know, yeah. right, right. You know, if an ant can do it, you can do it. <laughs> I liked having a sort of almost like a mascot to the emotions. I know for me, it made it easier to because the end of anxiety was on the first ones I did as well and because I had an overwhelming feeling of anxiety and, and right. which I don't usually experience but I know my mum you know at the time she said to me it's just because your your world's been rocked a little bit and it's uncertainty and that's why and oh yeah this one I did specifically for my sister <laughs> she hates spiders <laughs> a tarantula of tiredness <laughs> I could see Hannah loving this, yes. <laughs> and you know what's interesting about it when you said um, about giving it the animals and the, the different emotions, it makes it concrete for people. So oh. because, you know, when I say to people, um, can you, we know that love exists and sadness and grief and many other emotions, contempt, but can you show that to me? Like, you know, this is a teacup. But you can't show, you can show love, but you don't have a concrete example of it. And so because there are emotions, we start to get confused about what we're feeling. And is this real? And, and, and should I feel it for this long? And, you know, shouldn't I just, you know, what is it? Keep a stiff upper lip and move along. Yeah, um, yeah. And so when you give the ant of anxiety and you give it concreteness, realness, Mm -hmm. I think that helps people say, yes, I do feel melancholy or angry or any of those kinds of things. You know, I think it, I think it helps them to hold on to it. Yeah. I mean, I know it helped me because I, you know, throughout my life and growing up, you know, I think maybe very British thing, you know, had a hard, hard time identifying feelings or being okay with feeling, you know, difficult emotions and having this, I could just be like, shrimp of sadness or you know, right 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 <laughs> anxiety with me today that's what I've got but you know it's that's okay. terrific so have you found that um you've been selling these now uh, they're on Etsy I see mm -hmm. um have been people I would imagine this would really um 
hit people in a place that's a real neat daddy long legs of desperation. Love it. Love it. <laughs> that one's creepy. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> even I'm a bit like, ooh. <laughs> but so desperation. So I think you got that one right. Okay. Good. So people can go to Etsy.com. Mm -hmm. And what's yes. the name of your site? Uh, it's Creatures of Emotions. All together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Creatures Whenever I put a space in it, I couldn't find you. <laughs> ah, there you go. Yeah, I've sold some. Not too many, though. Um, I think I've, after, I sort of ended up back at work in sort of October, November, and ended up quite busy. So my, uh, working from home, though, but so my pushing right. and everything sort of slowed down a touch, but I'm looking to get back into that now this year. And um, so, yeah, I have sold some. I, and I've done, um, you know, I've, my, I've done a few, you know, I've had family request ones for me. So. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so after you did the digital prints, um, and what's it on? Is it a certain kind of paper or? Yeah, it's canvas. Um, oh, it specifies it's a it's, it's canvas like card paper. You know, it comes in a roll, and it's you know it's, it's matte printed though, which I prefer. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to nod like I know what you're talking about, but I'm technologically ignorant, but it sounds perfect. <laughs> and so after you saw them on this card paper and printed out, what did it say to you? How did that make you feel? Yeah, I was kind of proud <laughs> that I'd... Um... So I haven't, I haven't print, I haven't myself printed all of them yet, um, but I saw it and I was like, oh, I made that. That's, yeah. that's pretty cool, you know, out of, and it was, it was, it's, it, it, looking back now, you know, I, you know, I'm in a much better place than I was then, um, like emotionally. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's, I created that out of, it was probably the dark, around the darkest time of my year last year, you know, it really was a low, low point and, Oh, I created that out you know it's exactly like my friend said she said to me you know once you've got through that you will have this to look back on and it's almost hard to imagine having the shrimp of sadness or you know with me every day but it was for quite a long time and now I'm not sad every day you know obviously you have your moments don't you and yeah so I think proud I was proud <laughs> I love it I love it I was uh, a podcast from last week uh, I was talking with someone where he brought forth the idea of owning what we're good at as well. I mean, we're really good at beating ourselves up when something isn't perfect or we haven't done it or we should have done it better, but owning what we do well and not in a ragged way, but just like you said, I was proud. I did this, right? Yeah. And knowing always for the rest of your life that if you ever should be and let's say you won't be in that dark of a place, but in any sort of a not so well lit spot, <laughs> you have the capacity to bring yourself out of it. I mean, you could bring those pictures back up and go, oh yeah, was it the mosquito of melancholy? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I've been, I've been with this guy. Um, and you could say, I'm gonna visit there. I'm not living there anymore, but I'm just gonna, I'm gonna visit with that, you know? Um, no, that's the daddy long's legs desperation. She might've been there too, but we don't know. Um, so it says to me that when we know, I, I talk about with people that the mosquito of melancholy, see, I remembered it, um, that we have a coping toolbox. Mm. So if you had a toolbox of coping skills, now it doesn't have to be wood, it could be, 
what would your box look like? Would it be, um, you know, a, a fabric or tapestry? What, what would your toolbox be made of? It's virtual, so make up anything you want. <laughs> Do you know, I think because, because <laughs> um, I have, you know, I've got quite a few of my own tools because of, you know, the work I do and, mm -hmm. else. and I need to get an actual toolbox, but um, I'd say a shoebox because that is exactly what all my tools are in under my bed is a shoebox that I've had since I was about 20. Okay, so like I said, it could be anything you want. And now we're designing because um, a toolbox that you, and you know what to do now and what it's like to sit with sadness or melancholy or anger or desperation or any of those emotions that you did feel or experience. Mm -hmm. And that tells us that we can do it again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Wow. I think it's, it's so hard, isn't it? Because it's not the first time I've experienced all of that. Um, but it, when you're in it, it just, you never, you think it is it, this is it forever and ever. It's going to be it. It's, this is all I'm ever going to feel. And you kind of know rationally that as time goes on, you will feel better. But at the time, it just, it feels well, like. Well, there are emotions, you know, and, you know, there's usually a disconnect, mm. maybe through our whole lives, between the head and the heart. So you know what you're feeling. So mm -hmm. even if the head had said, listen, heart, you know, you're not going to feel like this forever. And the heart would be like, yes, but right now it's overwhelming. So shut up because I don't believe you anyhow. Right, right. Yeah. So even if logically we knew that, this feels like forever because it's so big. Right, right. So, oh, this is terrific. I just absolutely love this. What has been the, um, beyond your friends, what has been the experience or the reaction from people? other family members, maybe co-workers? Yeah, so <laughs> I haven't shown my co-workers because they're not, you know, I work in a team of all men and they're all very, because my work is technical. So it. it's mostly men. So I think they'd be a bit like, all right, yes, what? <laughs> I don't think they'd understand. You taking them to a place they may not want to go. I get that. <laughs> um, you know, family been really supportive. You know, my parents, obviously, and my sister. My sister's great, so I send her, before I publish anything, I send it to her for critique. Because, mm. <laughs> um, you know, sometimes I think, I don't always agree with her, but, you know, when you're, when you're in it, sometimes you can't, see, I can see what I'm seeing, and to me, it's what I'm seeing, and I send it to Hannah, and she say to me, you know, Ah, but it doesn't look right. I'm like, yeah, but it is. And she's like, it doesn't look right. And I go, oh, she, she might be right. You know, she's the one I trust to give me. Of course. Proper feedback. Trust sister or twin, of course. It would be like you critiquing her cake, that, yeah. some of those beauties that she makes and say, it seems like one ingredient is off. No, it's perfect, she might say. Well, it might've sounded good in your head. <laughs> exactly. Right. No, exactly. But that's wonderful to get that feedback on something. Yeah, she's the one I trust to, and I've said, you know, I've said, I, you won't hurt my feelings. I'm asking for, I won't right. always agree with you. And if I don't, I don't, but you know, um, so yeah, it's, I think it's been a good response. Some people, especially like um, on Instagram, again, I need to get back on there really and push it more, but you know, people have, um, yes, yeah, so I think enjoyed them. Like, so going, oh yeah, I, I like this. You know, I think it's had a really relative I'm seeing a book, um, maybe starting as a children's book because, um, 
to me, it's a simpler way to express things that people accept difficult ways, but this would be, I could see a book for each animal. Yeah, well, I've been, I've been, I have been thinking very, very distant, vaguely about mm -hmm. a book. Because I think actually it's, yeah, it could be, I mean, I, you know, I don't do your profession. I don't know, but I think it could be incredibly beneficial for young children to be able to have, one, to have people go, it's okay to feel these feelings. You don't need to suppress them. You don't need to be happy all the time, you know, and then, and then also expressing them. If they're very young, they might not understand how to express them. And it would be easier to be like, oh, you know, it's the ant today. And you know, I think. Well, you know, interesting, you mentioned that. Um, so something I have done is I've worked with someone that did what you call a cocktail uh, book here, um, mostly pictures and, and some writings. And it was about um, her emotions over the, the death of her father. Um, but she sent it to me to edit because I know yeah. I've worked in that field uh, for so long. So write the book, send it, send me pages. We'll go back and forth and we can get something out there because yeah. you got all the illustrations done, you know? A lot of them. <laughs> I've got more to come. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Oh, good. Now I've just given you and I that have very little time left more to do. <laughs> Terrific though, I love it. I just love it. Wonderful. Well, I wanna thank you so much for joining me here today. I know my audience is just gonna love hearing from someone across the pond. Um, and also that has a different perspective than anyone that I've spoken to um, heretofore um, about their experience during the pandemic. So please repeat uh, your name and all the contact information because I wanna make sure people can get on that site and maybe overwhelm you with orders. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> uh, yeah, so my, my name is Gabby Savile-Stewart. Um, my Instagram is at creatures of, with three underscores afterwards. And my Etsy is creatures of emotions, all one word. Um, yeah, and that's where you can order them. And then I post everything on Instagram. And if anyone wants commission, I can do that as well. Ah, commission as well. I just love it. And what are the size of the prints that people get? Uh, you can get various. Um, you know, I, think, I think I think it's about eight inches by eight inches is smaller or eight by six, depending on the um, the layout of the print. And then, it, you know, it can go all the way up to 25 inches. You know, it, there's different sizes and obviously the cost goes up and, you know, but yeah, that you can choose. You on know it, what? So. This would be great in um, like preschool and nursery schools yeah. yeah like in the hallway as they walk okay i'm gonna be selling to everybody for you okay <laughs> sorry my mind like never stops Kevin. no no i love it i love it it's perfect <laughs> so i want to thank you so very much for being a very special guest here on the podcast from okay. hardening to healing thank and before we get the end of it is and to hope so tell me what gives you hope for the future um, I mean, honestly, right now, probably the vaccine, because England has started getting it. Um, but personally, I think hope it, it would be the vaccine. I actually um, am now in another relationship that is going incredibly well, and has been lasting a lot longer. So that's given me a lot of hope. <laughs> Any other vaccine and getting back, I want to I want to get back and do events. That's what I want to do. Okay, bad. well, we'll keep all those good thoughts. Thank well, as my special guest on this series, same storm, different boats. 
Thank you so much for joining us here today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you Bernadette. Thank you.